everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 234 today. And today's topic is Power Book 2, Ghost, Season 3, Episode 2, so 302. The title of the show is Need versus Greed. And the description reads, Tariq, Braden, Effie, and Kane divvy up Noma's product to push. Lorenzo sets a plan in motion to keep Monet off his trail. After she orders him to find Zeke's killer, Kane looks into what happened at Mecca's hangar. So y'all already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to break it down, dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. And I do mean we about to break it down. So this might be a little lengthy. (laughs) After that, I will play the trailer for next week's episode. And then I do have a sleeper for you guys in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pod father, Joey. As always... If you need to get in touch with me, Facebook is Alicia Shanice, Instagram Alicia Shanice Reviews, email Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can always inbox, DM, or email me if you have any special recap requests or if you have any business or brand or music that you want me to shout out free of charge. I don't charge for any of that. All you got to do is hit me up. I'll get your recap request out within a week. You know, that could be a TV show, a documentary, docu-series, a movie, movie, um, music album. Just hit me up. I'll get that recap out. Um, And then if you have anything to shout out, please hit me up for that. I want to show love back. I love whom loves me. So anything you're working on, I want to show that love back and, you know, shout your brand out or whatever as well. If you need to follow um me on, like, if you follow me exclusively on Spotify, can you guys please do your girl a favor and just hit that follow button only on Spotify. If you follow me and listen to the pod on Spotify, please click that follow button. And if you want to listen to my dope ass music playlist I have made and I have every genre, they are on Spotify exclusively. So if you type in Shanice Loves, you'll see at least one populate. Click on that picture profile and it'll take you to um, the rest of them. And I do mean I have every genre. That's, you know, R&B, hip hop, blues, gospel, 90s hip hop, 80s hip hop, uh, rock, rock, because I love country rock. Um, When I say every genre, every genre. So, you know, check your girl out on that because I got some long range music ears. But enough of all that. You guys know how to get in touch with me. And if that went, went by a little fast, the links are in the description below. So you can always get in touch with me, even if it's just to say what's up. That's cool, too. But on that note, let's go ahead and get into the show and let's talk Power Book 2 Ghost. Hey y'all, it's your girl Shanice and I'm just coming in and check in with y'all to remind y'all to protect y'all energy as I always say. Life is at, you know, we have very different stresses at all time high. Why not go ahead and take you guys a nice vacation at a reasonable price with a trusted travel agent, you know? And that could be a solo trip, a trip with your boo thing, a family trip, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, whatever. Just let me let y'all know this right now. Visit T Booked It, T B 
B-O-O-K-E-D-I-T. Follow them on Instagram, on Instagram, or you can send them an email at tbbookedit at gmail.com. The world is a beautiful place. Let them go ahead and help you discover it. Go ahead and release those stress vibes and go ahead and enjoy your vacation. At TB Booked It, they got all the reasonable deals. And just let them know, your girl Shanice, she sent you there. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one. Took a straight path nowhere. Life full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that shit. All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and get into the show. Let's let's get into it. <clears throat> so I was watching um Y'all know Michael Rainey Jr. and uh, Giovanni, who plays uh, Brayden, they have their own podcast. It's called, um, damn, what it's called? Uh, I forgot. It's fire, though. <laughs> I follow them. Um, the crew. The crew has it. And I was watching their um, hosting for the premiere. And the writer was on there as well. And they said that this season will be centered around betrayal. Like everybody is keeping a secret. That's what this whole season is centered around. It's centered around betrayal. We got G, uh, we got Brayden and Effie. They're keeping a secret from Tariq. Tariq is always keeping a secret. He just, Tariq being cool so far though. Um, we got uh, Lorenzo keeping a secret from Monet. We got Sax. He's snooping around Davis's bag. We got Jenny. She's betraying Sax. So everything around this season is centered around betrayal. So keep that in mind as the season proceeds. So it opens up and we finally get the backstory and explanation with Miss Lauren. Now I knew Effie wasn't the CI. And it was sex all along. I had to argue up and down last week with a few people who kept saying, Effie the CI. Yeah, I knew Effie was the feds. I'm like, Effie ain't the motherfucking CI. I was getting mad. <laughs> I was getting mad because y'all would be surprised on whom some of, like, just my favorite characters are out of this um, spinoff on this particular show. You would be surprised. I'm going to tell y'all towards the end. But I will say Effie is one of them. And I'll tell y'all why later. But anyway, um, we see Effie really did try to kill Lauren. She had the stolen car and everything. She had the plan, you know, to the T. But when she pushed her into the water, what do you know? Some man was walking with his dog and he saved the day. Normally it was a fisherman, but it was a man walking with his dog. 
So we see that they end up calling Jenny. She comes to the hospital and now Lauren is in hiding. I'm guessing Lauren might've had Jenny's card on her somehow because, you know, she was working with Jenny, even though she was getting ready to leave town with Tariq helping her. But that's the only reason I could think of why Jenny was caught first is maybe she had her card on her. And, um, and Jenny said that they called her. So listening um, again to Michael Rainey Jr. and Giovanni's podcast, the writer was on there and he did say that Lauren was actually dead for like a few weeks and they decided to bring her back. Uh, Paige, who portrays Lauren, she is a fan favorite. So I don't know if they wanted to bring her back, but it was up in the air. They did have her written off, but they decided to bring her back. So Jenny urges Lauren to... Um, you know, just sit close and tight. Just, you know, be still for a minute, stay on the low. And Lauren is over it. She like, you know what? I can't trust none of you. <laughs> Every time I put my trust into one of you, you know, my life is just fucked. You know, it was like that with Carrie and Jenny. It's just always something. And like Tariq said before, all this girl wanted to do was just go to school. So Jenny tries to convince her that Tariq is the ringleader and he has something to do with this and she's still building up her case. So she needs her to stay in hiding. And we can see Lauren still has some feelings for Tariq. She doesn't even believe that he had anything to do with it or that he is even in business with Effie and Brayden. She just thinks that Brayden and Effie did this to her. So... We get to the next scene, and at the warehouse, we get Obi. He come walking in, and we got Tariq, Effie, Kane, and, and uh, Brayden. Um, we also see Kane and brought in a crew from the Jamaica Ave, and you know what I'm saying? They bagging up the weight. So we got their whole little crew in there. Obi come in there. And Obi, he just over it. He can't understand why Noma is working with them. He thinks that they're beneath them. He thinks that they're children, that they're, you know, just, Obi just ain't feeling it. So he talks his stuff and he leaves and everybody got their own thing that they going to do. Kane, he flooding the streets. Brayden flooding the country clubs. And, you know, Tariq and Effie, they hitting the other schools. They hitting all the schools, but they do agree to stay away from Stansfield because it's too hot there. You know, Tariq want to stay away from Stansfield. And now Brayden looking at the bigger picture. He like, we need to hit Weston Holdings. But Tariq ain't trying to hear all that. He like, dude. You just confess to the world that you're a drug dealer. We ain't going nowhere near where you be at. Like, that's stupid. So, Tariq, he is definitely trying to keep a low profile. He tells Brayden about his internship with Tate. And with Tate being being dirty, that gives Brayden, you know, an idea of what to do. And, you know, also gives him an advantage to get to Tate to get Tariq on board with what Brayden wants him to do. Brayden definitely was on his thinking cap this week. He was acting like how Ghost used to act when Ghost used to have a plan of a plan of a plan and nobody in his crew knew about it. So Brayden definitely was, you know, he was he was on something this week for sure. So we see Effie. She kind of stressing a little bit because she has to pay for her student loans. And she like, you know what? Some of us, we in here, we in this game because we got to be. So she's contemplating her own game plan. 
And like it or love it, Effie is a survivor. You know, I know a lot of people don't like Effie, but Effie is definitely a survivor. Not saying she all good because she definitely can be grimy, but Effie is a survivor. So we get to the next scene and we go over to the Tejada house. And let me repeat, I am loving Monet's whole fuck the world attitude she just sitting on the couch she watching her court tv shows all day monet don't give a fuck and i love it because it's just realistic of how someone would be after losing their son you know what i'm saying just ain't nobody gonna just be trying to be in a game like that they they just gonna be distraught they they are gonna have those emotions at first so i love that they're showing that davis comes in and he doesn't have hardly any information on Zeke's murder. The investigation file is so thin. And, you know, they're thinking the NYPD that it's all connected to Mecca's murder. So as he's telling her this, we see Lorenzo lurking as usual. Now, Sax, he pays a visit to Jenny. Once again, Sax is the C.I. She's getting flustered because he isn't giving her enough intel. And Jenny, she kind of makes a little racist statement. Talking about, did you think anyone would be surprised that Bronnie could dunk, a, you know, a dunk ball? Tariq was groomed for this. I'm like, okay, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But once again, it all goes back to ghosts. They could not take the father down. So let's go after the son. Even though Tariq ain't innocent, a lot of their motive and ambition for wanting to take Tariq down, it all goes back to ghosts. So we go into the next scene, and we go to Weston's holding. And we get the little rich intern. He decides to throw a racist jab as well, calling Kiki Amorosa. And I'm just like, <laughs> whatever, bruh. So Brayden, he gets pissed off and he stands up for Kiki. He also gets an idea to get Tariq in as the new intern and as well as get a little piece of ass from Kiki by getting dude up out of there because he goes off and he come up with his own game plan. Once again, Brayden was on his ghost stuff this episode with his, you know what I'm saying? He was definitely on a game plan. He was masterminding it all. So over at Tate's, Steven, he shows up. He shows up to tell him that, you know, look, Tate, your poll numbers, they are down. And Rick has not gone away quiet, you know, like we expected. And he's telling him it don't even look good that you're not married. So Tate tells him he's working, you know, on that as well. He got, you know, a few people that, you know, saying he's looking into, you know, to be the, be the little wifey of, you know, Governor Tate. And... He also has, you know, a young intern coming in to bring in young voters. So we get into the next scene and we go to class. We got Effie and Diana. They sit next to each other like they're the best of friends. <laughs> and Diana going on and on about she need books. And Effie puts her, you know, puts it in her ear, you know, to holler at the TA, Salim. And we see that Salim and Diana definitely got their eyes on each other. So the class topic is the need versus green greed, just like the uh, episode was called. And we get a little class discussion, you know, about Gandhi and how the times has changed and, you know, need versus greed and all of that. So then we go back to Brady. 
we see Brayden's big plan comes in effect. And I ain't going to lie. <laughs> in, in this scene, I ain't going to lie. Y'all know who it was for me. It's Trace for me. I know a lot of people don't like Trace. And I know Trace an asshole. <laughs> but I like Trace. Trace funny as hell. <laughs> Trace races. And he wanted them uppity whiteies. But Trace, I like Trace. Trace is funny. So Trace just sitting there. And he just... <laughs> He just laughing. He cracking the fuck up uh, so hard when dude, the dude Chad get fired and carried out. He's screaming about, you know, how his parents is going to sue them. And, you know, he going off. And, and Trace is just sitting there dying laughing. Like, this is the most comical thing he ever seen. I'm telling y'all, it's always Trace for me. Even last season, when they was at Jabari's memorial service or tribute dinner, whatever that was called. And he was like, why are we even here? We didn't even know this Jabbery guy. <laughs> I mean, it's just Trace for me. I'm sorry. But, you know, Chad get fired. And, you know, Kiki, she like, hold on, bruh. Was this you? So she takes him upstairs and they get busy. And I'm here for it. I'm like, okay, we get a little 2023 version of Tommy and Keisha. Look, I, I like Brayden and Kiki together. I'm like, put it on, sis. So we get into the next scene. And Tariq goes to see Tate. And he he going there just thinking he about to start his little internship and he gets a rude awakening when Brashandria is there. Now, do y'all think Tate going to end up smashing Brashandria or, or at least trying to holler at Brashandria? I mean, this is Tate. Who knows? Y'all know he was messing with his first intern. So I don't know how that's going to go. Brashandria, she might not play that shit, but we'll see. We'll see. He might try to throw a little, you know, some little jams at her or whatever. But he Tate definitely has his eye on that professor. So we'll see where that goes and what's going on with Tate's love life this season. But I won't be surprised if he's trying to holler or, you know, just throw some little flirt lines at Brashandria. And Brashandria already said before she do not deal with college boys. She like her man older. So I'm going to see if they go somewhere with that. Now, um, <clears throat> we find out that she has took the internship but you know later on of course we found out it was the plan of Braden's so Tate told Tariq um you know what I'm saying you know basically just go figure it out I I went on ahead with Brashandria your reputation don't look good but we know it was really about what Braden st stepped to him with and Tariq like hold on you promised this to me what am I supposed to do now but what took me out was when Tate was like you, you're a St. Patrick. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Just bust out laughing because everybody always do little Reek like that. You know, that when Reek be in, in the bind, they always be like, you a St. Patrick. You, you'll figure it out. I remember when Dre told Tasha, like, oh, your son, he'll figure it out. That's a little resilient motherfucker. <laughs> so we get into the next scene. And um, Lorenzo and Kane, um, they talk. And Lorenzo, he is adamant about Drew taking the throne. And he's like, I'm Drew is gonna take over. I'm gonna run stuff how I wanna run stuff, and I'm not pushing nothing for Noma. He also is still pissed that game um Kane almost killed him with Mecca last season. So Kane tries to tell him, like, look, Drew ain't ready. All this dude think about is Everett. I'm the one who's ready for it. 
But Tahada, he ain't trying to hear all that. His mind is made up that Drew Drew will take over the throne and, you know, he ain't doing nothing that with anything connected with Mecca, you know. So he tells him, like, look, if you find out who killed Zeke's killer, so basically find him, <laughs> then they can have a conversation. But one thing Lorenzo did is he underestimated his son, Kane, and we get to that. So we get a scene with um, Everett and Drew. Everett has been accepted to OKC, and he wants Drew to be there for support, but on the low, of course. So then we go into the next scene, and Evelyn shows up to see Monet to warn her about Whitman snooping around and asking questions about her husband, Frank. Monet's still sitting there watching her damn court show. <laughs> Host. She ain't she like what you want, Evelyn? <laughs> I'm loving Monet whole attitude, y'all. I'm loving it. But one thing I must say, we can't trust Evelyn. We can't trust Evelyn. Evelyn gonna be on something dirty. And the reason I say that is because Evelyn, you know, we seen early on, she was they didn't show them together, but just on how upset she was going to Monet when her husband went missing, she pretty much knows somebody in that Tejada family took Frank out. She ain't going to let that slide. And that was her son in Monet when Monet was about to give her a stack. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. My sons, they doing all right in Brooklyn. Here you go. That was her son in Monet. So I'm telling y'all, we can't trust Evelyn. We can't trust Evelyn. Evelyn gonna want her to get back somehow on whoever killed her son, Frank. And we remember it was Kane who did that. None of them even thought about Frank snitching until Tariq brought it up to Kane. So we go into the next scene and we get the three amigos. They catch up in Tariq's room. Of course, Brayden, Effie, and Tariq. They tell Reek that, you know what I'm saying, they're his family. Like, you know, he they know he feel alone. They know he feel like, you know, he don't have nobody. But they is his family. They got his back. But, you know, Tariq, he, he wants his mom in, back in his life and his little sister and his grandmother. So Brayden talks Reek into the, um, taking the internship because, you know, now he don't have a place in uh, Tate's um, campaign. Cause Braden and messed that up, and now Braden got the dude Chad fired, so now he didn't opened up a spot. So you know, Reek he end up taking it. He end up taking it. But when he walks out the room, Braden he tells Effie like he want to just go ahead and keep it real with Reek and let him know what happened to Lauren, so it's no more secrets. But Effie like the hell with that. Hell no. Nah. This our secret to the grave, bro. So it cuts to the next scene. And Kane tortures the two pilots. And he ends up torturing the hell out of them with the little blowtorch. And he ends up getting he ended up getting the information. They did know a little bit more than what they were saying. He learns it was a bald-headed dude. He pulled off with the busted tail light. So Kane gets to putting all that stuff together. But then we go back to Weston Holdings and we meet um Nick. Now Nick is the personal trainer. And soon as, you know, Tariq walk in with Brayden and they talking to Nick Weston, he gets the yelling from the top of the steps. He like, Brayden Jefferson Weston? I mean, he was yelling from the top of his damn lungs and he caught the full name. I'm like, I thought only black parents did that. <laughs> My man said Brayden Jefferson Weston. And you know what I'm saying? 
He takes him upstairs, get the going off about Tariq being a bad influence and all of that. And Brayden got to call him out on his racist bullshit. But once again, once again, y'all, it was Trace for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, Trace be still in them seas. He said, do you hate dad this much? And I ain't gonna lie, I like Uncle Lucas too. Uncle Lucas seemed like he gonna be cool as hell, at least so far. Um, I liked it when he told Pops, he like, we can't punish a young, innocent black man for something your drug dealer son did. So, you know, we got Braden and Uncle Lucas, they calling out Braden Pops and Trace just sitting there being Trace. So... <clears throat> Uh, even when Trace walked out, like I said, it's Trace for me. When he walked out that room, he said, so what, Dad? The firm is going to celebrate Juneteenth as a national holiday. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I fucks with Trace. Even though he, a, you know, he an asshole, but that's how them dudes be. And you know what I'm saying? That's, that's really how they be. So I just, you know, he playing the role to the T. I like it. So we get into the next scene and um, Tariq, he texts Effie. He like, I don't know if I can do this. But of course, Effie can't respond because she's sitting there. She cutting up the product. We see she even got a brick for Stansfield and they ain't even supposed to be moving in Stansfield. So like I said, Effie is a survivor and Effie going to do what the fuck she got to do. It is what it is. Effie is going to do what she has to do. Now, just a sidebar, out of all, out of, out of all of the three girls, I like Tariq with Effie because Effie is just as grimy as Reek. Reek is not a good guy. He's trying, but y'all got to go back to the original power. Tariq is, he ain't the, you know what I'm saying? And Diana, I liked it him. I liked it Diana for him, but. I like him better with Effie. I just feel like they cut from the same cloth. And with Lauren, I felt like Lauren was a good girl. I felt like Lauren just wanted to do the right thing. She should have stayed with that one dude, you know, the one she was with in the original season. That's who she needed to be with. And then she wouldn't be caught up in all this mess. But y'all know one person I want them to bring to this show. If it's just one episode, wouldn't it be fire if they bring back Destiny? Now, Destiny is for the OG Power fans. Y'all remember the one who Kanan uh, hooked Reek up with, who was Ray Ray's niece, and she took Reek's virginity? I liked it her. I liked it her. She was just from Queens. She was hood. She was young. She was on her own. I, I want to see where she at now. That was the first girl who ever betrayed Reek, and I just want to see where is she at now. You know what I'm saying? That would be so dope if they found some way to just bring her back for one episode because that was the first girl who ever betrayed Reek. But anyway, we get into the next scene, and Diana, she goes to see Celine, and, you know, he's the T.A., and she goes to see him about the books and also to help her get a part-time job offer. Well, he actually offered that because, you know, she got to talking about her money issues. And he like, well, how the fuck you can't, you know what I'm saying? You can't afford books, but you're rocking Balenciaga bags and shit. <laughs> so we get into the next scene. And uh, Whitman, he harasses Monet. He ends up telling her Zeke came to visit him. And when they checked the surveillance cameras, they got her by Carrie's house right before Carrie's murder. And 
we see Whitman, he been investigating and putting stuff together. He didn't even figure it out that Monet mess, was messing with Ramirez. However, remember, Whitman was obsessed with Carrie when she was alive, and he just obsessed with her while she dead. And that ain't nothing but a guilty conscience. That ain't nothing but a guilty conscience. Whitman was obsessed with Carrie, and he's still obsessed even though she dead, you know. So he gonna get to the bottom of this. But all I could say was, did this fool really break Monet's window? Bruh, you done fucked up now. So, um, she calls Davis instantly, as she should. Who calls Sax? And Sax calls Jenny. And she's working with Blanca. So, it's just a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? And all the plan is starting to come together with Brayden. He has put all this together. He uh, ended up texting Kiki to send Tariq into the conference room. So when Tariq walks in the conference room, all he sees is a snort session going on. And now he's finally starting to see Brayden's bigger picture. So they go out the same night and Tariq gets to adding up the numbers. And you know what I'm saying? He like, hold on, what? And then he like, you sold two bricks at the country club and we got all these people. What the? So he get to adding it all up. And then he, they, you know, they um end up, you know, fight what well, they end up coming up with. If they're going to end up taking over, they're going to have to take out the personal trainer dude, Nick, you know, because he is the, the, the supplier. So, you know, remember Wall Street cokeheads, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cocaina originally was the rich man's drug when it first got over in the States. You know, uh, it was. So this ain't nothing new. Wall Street been doing this. So we get into the next scene. Drew, he gets jumped and spray painted. But when the fool went home, it was... <laughs> When he went home after getting jumped, I'm sorry. It was just the way he was sitting there while Monet was cleaning up his wounds. And he just, ow, it hurts. Ouch. I'm just like, what the fuck? And then I'm, I'm sitting there just like Kane. Kane just sitting there. He eating this apple. He's smirking. And then he like, he probably was going to see Everett. <laughs> so, man. Listen, I'm sorry. It was the way that fool was sitting there. It, never mind. But anyway, Kane kind of, he looks over and he's seen uh, Zeke, uh, you know, his whole box with Zeke's stuff and his belongings. He's seen that box was open. And he said it later on the episode, Monet can't bring herself to open up that box. So, you know, Kane, he's sitting there still putting putting all the pieces together. And he's like, what the fuck? That box don't open. Monet ain't open that box up. So we get into the next scene and um, we see Celine and Diana. They flirt for a bit and, um, you know, they talking. He, she didn't finally got her a little part-time job and she all smiles. Diana is all smile at this moment. You know, Celine, he's a handsome guy. But when she looked over and seen Effie and Reek walking in like the little boss couple, <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. Diana went to that back room. She put on her little P.I. You know what I'm saying? You know how she get when she go in private investigator mode when she got to figure some shit out? Let me even play her damn song, man. Look, Diana went straight P.I. again. 
y'all y'all know Diana. Y'all know Diana. Diana gonna figure everything out. And she gonna be like, hold on. This heifer told me to stay the fuck away from Reek because Reek could break your heart. And then now I see her walking with Reek like they just a power couple. But, you know, on some real stuff, Diana get on my nerves. But she did just lose her virginity to Tariq. So, of course, that's going to hurt. She's befriended Effie and, you know, Effie told her to stay away from Reek. And then now they're walking in like the power couple. You know, of course, she still has feelings for Reek. She did just lose her virginity. So, all serious though. You know what I'm saying? I, I felt her. You know what I'm saying? I felt her. You know, I felt her. But she clearly is going to end up getting it on with Celine. So, we see Tate. Him and Brayden, they link up. And we see that this was all Brayden's plan to get Tate to um, get rid of uh, Reek so he could get Reek on board. And then now he going to let Tate use the West's name in his campaign. So it worked out for both of them. And Tate being Tate, he like, I hope my young brother Tariq lands on his feet. Tariq, uh, Brayden like he already has. So you know, they game plan, it, it worked out to a success. So that's a whole nother portrayal that Tariq is going to find out later about. Now we get into the next scene and um, Blanca and Jenny, they they actually don't get approved for the go on the Rico case because there's it's not enough evidence. And it's like, there's no way that this college kid is running this whole operation. And you know, Sene was about to give up until Whitman obsessed ass comes in with the missing pieces to the puzzles. You know, he didn't figure it out so much and they end up putting Monet as the ringleader. So now they feel like they got enough evidence to build up their Rico case. And now we got, you know, Whitman, he obsessed. Blanca stay obsessed. And then Jenny, she feel like she was defeated. So she want revenge. So they going to go hard now. Now, Kane, he ends up bringing back dude who jumped Drew, and he takes him back to Monet. And then, you know, Drew, he, uh, at that time, he going to Everett. He in the midst of um, the OKC event. So Everett dumps him, leaving him brokenhearted. For a minute, I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought Drew was about to kill Everett. He got to going crazy. So by the time he got the text message from Tariq, you know, it didn't take him a second thought to kill um the dude uh Nick. He pushed him into that damn truck like it was nothing. You know, Nick seemed like he was gonna be a cool dude too. But we get into the next scene and we go back at the bar. And dude, he tries to tell Monet that he was hired to jump Drew, but Lorenzo, he punches him before he can get it out. And we got Kane. You know what I'm saying? He just looking and he do tell him like, well, you know what I'm saying? Dude did had a chain and a ring on him. So, you know, that, that, it don't take much for Monet. She blasts that ass. Now, after that, Sax, he ends up sneaking into David's office and finding the burner phone. But by the time he called Monet, Monet, she know she just don't care about nothing. Even if she feel like she has got her revenge. So she answered the phone like, it's not, not a good time, bruh. And, I already got everything handled about Zeke. So Sax like, what the fuck? So, you know, Sax going to take this information back to Jenny. And Jenny now, Jenny knows that Monet could possibly be the ringleader. So that's going to be a whole nother, inf you know, information that they use against Monet in this whole Rico case they got planned. So we get into the next scene. 
And we see Effie. She has created her own app. Instead of Course Correct, it's called Course Perfect. And it's for Stansfield students. But when Rika's coming in the room, she goes ahead and cancels it. So it goes to the next scene. And we got the Wall Street workers. They walking back into, you know, the locker room. And then they end up opening up their lockers and they find in Tariq and Brayden's new card. It's called Weightlift WS. So they like, what the hell is this? So the plan is working in emotion. You know, Brayden has set up the perfect plan. Then we get to the final scene. Let's talk about the final scene. Let's let's talk about my boy Lorenzo Tejada Jr., a.k.a. Kane. Kane has always been one of my favorites. Kane calls out Lorenzo like it was nothing. And, you know, normally Lorenzo, he will go off, call Kane out, punk him out. But he looked at guilty. Kane, what are you talking about? We just killed Zeke's killer. He's in your car. <laughs> Kane, like, no, nah, motherfucker. <laughs> then Lorenzo confesses. He's like, it was an accident. Zeke was driving Mecca's car. He was getting into Mecca's plane. Kane, like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, puppy. He kind of hugs him a little bit. He gave him that same type of hug that Lorenzo gave him. When he went to go visit him in prison and Lorenzo had him jumped by them prison guards. And then he called his ass out. Lorenzo, he can't do shit. Cause he like, oh, you 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 wanna jump bad? Let's let's take this information to Monet. I own you, nigga. <laughs> I own you. And all that shit you was talking about about you not gonna be pushing dope. No, you Andrew gonna be pushing Noma's dope. You work for me. So he underestimated Junior. He underestimated him. He didn't think that Kane had the brains to figure all the shit out. Go to Instagram, look at what Zeke wearing a ring, torture the pilots, do his own investigation and his due diligence, might I add. Yeah. Kane outsmarted you, son. He outstarted you. That was my recap for Power Book 2 Ghosts. I really enjoyed this episode. I think it's going to be a strong season. I think it's going to be a strong season. So all of that, you know, shit talking that Lil Meech and Michael Rainey Jr. was doing. We'll see when we get to episode 10 who had the best season. Was it BMF or was it Power Book 2? <laughs> of course, it's all fun and games. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is a part of the Green Light Gang. I've made myself an honorary member of the Green Light Gang. And you know what I'm saying? It's all fun and love. We are here to support the power universe in its whole entirety. But this was a very solid episode, and I think it's going to be really, really much more greatness to come. Please don't go anywhere. I have a sleeper for you guys. And I need to play the trailer for next week, and we will discuss that. She was one of us. He came by the bar, said if I come in for a talk, he goes away. If he's on Monet about Dante, then he's definitely going to me. I have a plan to take him out of play. Tariq, keep your head on the spill. Always.
All right, that's episode three trailer, and it's titled Human Capital. It looks like Whitman is going to be putting up a plan to take Monet down, and Monet, Reek, and Davis is going to team up. It looks like uh, Obi and Noma going to say if they don't sell that, uh, I think he said a million dollars worth, then they're going to go after Diana. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be really good. And from listening to the writer, they said that this season is going to be explosive and they have written Noma to be like one of the baddest ass villains ever. But I'm sorry, as much as I am just a power supporter, one thing power does that kind of irks my nerves is they will bring on a big bad villain and by episode 10 they just get taken down so easy from milan to you know just all of them they just get took down so easy even with mecca i thought it was so much more that they could have did because mecca was just so scary and he just was a boss and so was milan and even cousin Vinny, who was related to uh proctor so I ain't going to get my hopes up. I'm going to wait and see what goes on with the Noma character. But they said they written her to be like the baddest ass, you know what I'm saying, villain we've seen. I don't think nobody get worse than Kanan. Kanan was just just straight raw, you know what I'm saying? So um, that was my recap. You know what I'm saying? I'll be back next week for episode three recap. But don't go anywhere because I have a sleeper for you guys in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pod father, Joey. You can give me a podcast deal any day, Joe, any day. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play some Don Trip. Here it goes. Responsibilities. She dealing with her own 
shit, but keep me in her prayers. Fuck a little life complaining. I'm alive, no time for bitching. Got my back against the ropes, but I'm prepared to go the distance. I'm here to collect. All I ask for is respect. And for that, I think right in your chest. Go get the money, don't think any less. Even if you get a government check, fuck what they say. They all about bands, they all about flashing that shit for the grand. But in real life, they live with their parents. They don't have a car, they sharing their pants. Fuck your robbers, go back to college. Niggas be dirty, still talking about mobbing. But fuck it, you love how you live, so do what you do. It's honestly not. My problem, I don't give no shit about what people think of me. Your opinion ain't gon' pay none of my bills or feed my seeds. I got everything that I could ever need. And if I can't go and get it, then I'm only blaming me. Responsibilities. 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 Find a hustle, and we don't get to eat. Responsibilities. All right, y'all. That was Don Trip. Responsibilities. Don Trip got some fire ass music. Him and Starlito both. Make sure y'all check them out. Make sure y'all check out Savage Life. Blood Brothers is their new album, and that shit is straight fire. And check out my Savage Life tank in a junior interview. As always, if you get out this weekend, be safe, be safe, be safe, but have fun because, you know, we got to live this life to the limit. We only get one life and we got to live it to the limit. The sky is the limit. So, you know what I'm saying? Protect that energy. And you know what I'm saying? If you got anybody who is in your life who is an enemy to your energy, please dismiss them with the quickness. We only got one life to live. Live it with no distractions and just live it with just trying to level up, boss up, and just protect your own energy. Life is too short as always if you need to get in touch with me the links are below even if it's just to say what's up i hope you guys have a beautiful week i'll be back on thursday for snowfall and i want to thank you all for your love and support it's your girl shanice and i'm out hope you enjoyed the show with your girl shanice Thank you.